0: Acts 16 and 16, the Bible says, and it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. We don't know how many days, but many days. She followed them around, making this declaration. Look here. But Paul... Being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone. In other words, the money supply was going to stop. They weren't going to make money anymore. They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. Tonight... For many, you might be familiar with this particular story and the events that had happened here, read through this before. A couple of weeks ago, Monday night prayer, normally when I pray, I have a track, a path that I wear around this section right over here. Now, I don't know if it's because I believe this crowd over here needs more prayer or not. I'm not sure. But in prayer, that particular evening, God began to stir some things up in me and began to challenge me as throughout the course of a week, I will get phone calls, text messages, prayer requests, situations that families are dealing with, battling against, things we're believing together in prayer for. And I count it an honor and a privilege to be able to agree with you in prayer, to pray to encourage, to stand with you. And I thought that day as I was praying, the Lord laid this on my heart, Brother Gary, and it said the devil is stirred up. The devil is stirred up. I can assure you of this. He cannot stand. He does not tolerate. He does not endorse or back a move of God. You hear me? As wonderful as the move of God is to us. As wonderful as the altars are to us. As powerful as prayer is to us. As exciting as it is to rejoice in the presence of the Lord. Sister Jerry, as encouraging as it is to have Prayers answered and to have good reports. Sister Gwen to be able to stand and say, I've been healed of cancer. I've got a clean bill of health. For someone to stand and testify and say, I'm no longer an addict. I've been set free. For somebody to come into this house and say, I've been born again and washed in the blood. Oh, we rejoice over those things. But let me tell you something. It stirs the devil up. It stirs the devil up. And if I may, for just a few moments, I want to preach on disrupting dormant devils. Amen. Disrupting dormant devils. Won't you look at your neighbor and say, it might be time to disrupt some devils. Amen. It might be time to trouble some devils. Come on here. Now, I notice it's a little bit quiet because when you say something like that, you'd say, well, Brother Jake, it's been peace and harmony around my house. I'm sorry, other people's fighting devils, but, uh, you know, and so you're looking at your neighbor going, Disrupting, disrupting. Right? Don't want to say much. Don't want to do much. And therein lies the problem. We got dormant devils that lie around. At the very threshold of our homes, our hearts, our minds, our church. Oh, and I believe that we need to be stirred and challenged. Amen. That we disrupt those devils. Hallelujah. Can we pray together tonight? Father, I thank you once again, Lord, for the privilege to preach your gospel. And Lord, tonight I pray you would anoint your word and let it go forth in power and authority. In demonstration of the Spirit. Father I pray for your anointing tonight. Lord as we know that within ourselves we can do nothing. And Father I pray this evening that you would challenge our hearts. I pray that you would help the church, the body tonight. Edify, strengthen, remind us, encourage us tonight. Let us take heart. Oh God let us be ready. I pray to go to battle. Father I pray tonight that you would help us. Lord that even right now thoughts and hearts maybe that are drifting or or distracted, Lord. Bring us and call us to attention even now. And Father, we'll be quick to give you praise for what you'll do. And truly we ask these things in the name of Jesus. And now all the church would say, amen and amen. You can be seated this evening. Disrupting dormant devils. Amen. I want you to understand tonight that There are some things that we have been brought up with, that we have been taught, that we have learned in order to be proper ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, it is often referred to that those, especially in the south, we hear of things such as southern hospitality. And let me assure you that is a real thing. You can go to other parts of the United States, I've lived up north, I've been up there, I've pastored in Illinois, I've uh, grew up half my life in Missouri, and there are some very keen differences that you will find amongst the culture. How many of you knows that there are subcultures within the culture of the United States of America? And so, uh, especially here in uh, the South, and there are things as to where that you are uh, taught in order to be prim and proper to use your manners. Amen. Because here in the South, if somebody says "bless your heart," you don't know if that's compliment or criticism. Because we learn to say bless your heart with a smile. We learn to say bless your heart in a sweet southern tone and things of that nature. And we can use some of those things as an example. But let me just say this, that we have been taught some things as to become ladies and gentlemen that we are not to interrupt. If you ever tried to teach your child not to interrupt, not to interject an adult conversation, quit being nosy. This does not concern you. This is not your conversation. We don't need that input right now. Things such as mind your own business. Don't cause a scene. Do not be disruptive. Or maybe you've heard things such as let sleeping dogs lie. Uh, In order, don't disturb things that don't need to be disturbed. Now Listen, although much of this is very correct, much of this is very proper, there are things that this is very good wisdom and practical advice. It will help you go a long way, amen, in life as you can be hospitable, as you can be diplomatic, as you can learn to control your tongue and your attitude, as you can learn to possess those gifts of the Spirit, amen, such as temperance, self-control, goodness, kindness, meekness, long-suffering, gentleness, all of these things that against such the Bible says there is no law. We understand the importance. We understand how we are to interact with the family of God, how to promote peace, how to promote unity. Amen. Within the church family, these things are correct. And these things are true to have good. Manner Involves these attributes However can I say that spiritually speaking I believe there are some things that are of concern Because it seems to a certain degree That things in the spiritual Things into where there is a battle Amen, a real battle This is not mythology This is not Hollywood But it is true There is battle between good and evil There is battle between righteousness and unrighteousness There is battle between the holy and the profane There is battle that goes on Between the flesh and the spirit These are things that are true And they are that are real It is not uh, uh, idealized or tucked away In a remnant of entertainment uh, For movies or books or film Or whatever the case might be And if you've been Saved longer than five minutes, if you've been alive longer than a few days, you understand that there is real spiritual warfare. You understand that there is a real adversary and an enemy of our soul who comes to fight against you. I want you to understand tonight that even in this house, there are those that in your minds, in your bodies, in in your spirit there's been times of attack. There's been times you've been overwhelmed. There's been times you've been reduced down and have wondered if you thought you'd had the ability to get back up and to go again. I'm not saying those things to sound spiritually cliche, but it is the truth, Brother Chad. There are deep and dark moments in the existence of our humanity. There are corridors and hallways that we walk down. There are real devils and demons, Sister Karen, that will come and forge an attack against the children of God. There are things as to where Sister Karen Ellis, uh, Sister Karen Brashear, I was just looking at her and then looking at you. Karen and Karen, Karen Brashear that we can look and understand that it is a real thing when you fight an oppressive spirit when you feel the heaviness and the weight sister Heather of things that we're walking through and contending against the thing that concerns me in our hospitality in our good manners sister Kara in our what to do and how to do right we have treated spiritually things in quite the same way, Brother Coleman. And what we have done is often we have settled and we have let devils lie in places where they should not be. There have been some things that we have tolerated. There are some things that we have thought, well maybe if I ignore it long enough, maybe if I just look the other way, maybe if I do this or I handle it that way, maybe it will magically disappear. Maybe I won't have to deal with it. I've heard of all kinds of things in the experience of life and ministry Brother Keith I remember good hearted Saints at times Who would say things like when you pray Pray quietly Because you don't want the devil to hear Your prayers Anybody ever heard that before right. ever, Anybody ever Been given that advice Anybody given that advice Don't raise your hand Amen Oh, when you pray, don't pray too loud because you don't want the devil to hear. You don't want him to you don't want him to cause a problem in your prayers. You don't want this. And in my mind, Sister Cindy, I've addressed this before, but I must address it again. In my mind, Brother Marvin, I think to myself, who do we think the devil is? I can assure you of this. He is not omnipotent. Meaning he is not all powerful. And he is not, Sister Haley, omnipotent. Only God can be at all places at the same time. Only God is all-knowing. Only God in his omnipotence, in his omniscience, and he is omnipresent. You must understand that God, as close as the mention of his name, as close as we begin to call upon him in prayer. And I think to myself, why do we give credence? Why are we so So polite with the enemy. Why do we tend to cater to him and put up with him? Why do we stand around and look around and say, Well, I hate it that I'm fighting this battle. I hate it, I'm in the midst of this trial. I hate it the enemy's fighting my grandkids. I hate it that there's an all out attack on my children for their mind and for their souls. Church, I want to tell you tonight. We had better wake up. We had better come to our senses. We had better recognize and realize that for too long the church has sat around. And we've tiptoed around dormant devils. Oh, we know they're there. We know what he's capable of. But we've been tender-toed as we've been walking around. And we've invited him into the membership role. We've let him on the platform. We've let him in the class classrooms we've let him even in the pulpits but I believe the church ought to wake up and say it's time to disrupt some dormant devils that are laying around and rebuke them and get them out of the house amen well preacher hold on calm down brother Jake Calm down. You ain't got to be so serious. You start talking about spirits and devils. That gets me all spooked. That gets me all worried. I want to tell you something. You'd better wake up and pay attention. You had better wake up and pay attention. Your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. Listen, let me say a couple of things here. We have grown grown content When I use the term dormant devil. Some would say well dormant means that they're not functioning. Meaning that they're not doing anything. But I want you to understand more so in this. I will use the term this. That we are tolerating them. We are putting up with them. As a matter of fact let me just say it like this there are some that believe that instead of casting them out instead of taking authority instead of becoming people empowered with the baptism of the spirit walking in the power of the might of God. Friends let me tell you something. My argument with those that would say the baptism of the spirit went away with the apostles that No longer for us today. The gifts of the Spirit should no longer be operating in the church. That is a lie from hell. They will try to tell us it's emotionalism. They would just say, You're one of them tongue talking churches. But the power of the Spirit is more than speaking in tongues. But He has given us power over demons and devils and serpents. We can lay hands on the sick and they recover. The addict can be delivered. I'm here to tell you there are real things. That want to destroy our families. Real devils. And we have tolerated them. We have made excuses. And we have even thought. Well I don't have to be that radical. We can tame them. I want you to notice the Bible says. That when. Paul and these disciples went to prayer I first want to just illustrate this Is that there are some of you That you are finding some of the hardest battles You're waging war up here, Sister Amber Brother Eddie, there's things that'll start coming out of the woodwork That maybe at one time we'd say, well I had victory over that. God delivered me over this. Brother Steve, there's things, and it doesn't matter. From young to old, there will be things that will creep up. There will be things that will pop up, Brother Tobin. There will be ways the enemy tries to manipulate, and it tries to look for a way in. Let me say this. The Bible even declares that in the wilderness, that when Jesus was tempted of the devil, that when he overcame the devil in the wilderness, Sister Sheila, the Bible says that the devil led, him not forever but it said for a season just for a season I want to let somebody know tonight the devil could care less about membership cards in your wallet. The devil could care less about the name of the sign on the church out there. The devil could care less that B.H. Clinton started this church. The devil could care less about how many years you've served as teacher, deacon, elder, whatever the case might be. The devil could care less who your mama is and who your daddy is. He don't care what daddy or papa or uncle did in the church because a lot of times we're holding on to spiritual coattails we're riding in the carts of legacy and saying because I belong here because I go there the devil's going to leave me alone no sir no ma'am you're fighting a real devil that wants to destroy you but I'm glad there's been power that has been given to the church So that we might overcome But we're using our manners Oh, but we're kind and we're sweet Oh, we are believing That the devil is docile What do you mean by docile? We have been out To gator country a time or two And if you've ever been out there They've got that big old Big, what's his name? Big Al. And he's out there, and when you go out there, you know everybody's there to see Big Al eat, right? And to see that fellow who's a lunatic out there. Hey, if he came to church, I'd hug his neck, I'd love on him, I'd shake his hand, but I'd tell him you're crazy, you have lost your mind. He'll go out there, and Brother Pickens, if you're out there, that you, you don't see any evidence of Big Al. It's just a pond. It's all swampy, and there's lily pads, and there's green sludge growing on the top. And what they'll do, Brother Aaron, they'll get a big old pole out there. And they know where old Big Al sleeps. And they'll take that pole, and they'll smack the water. And they'll get in there. And then old Looney Tooney jumps in the pond with him. And Brother Andy, he's out there and he's kicking his legs and he's splashing around and he's hitting the water. And before you know it, you see Big Al's nose and his nostrils come up. And they say, oh, here he comes. I say, my goodness, if that was me, I'd be running for my life. Don't think for one minute I'd be in there playing with Big Al. Oh, but they go out there and they got chicken and everything and they're out there feeding him and Big Owl comes up to surface and his big old mouth and that boy out there he said, Oh, watch this, watch this. And he puts his his hand in Big Owl's mouth. Ridiculous. And he'll put it in there and he'll pull it back and you hear old Big Owl. He'll pop them jaws. Matter of fact, we took, uh, Mamaw took the grandkids from Oklahoma uh, over there the last time they were in. And I was sitting there watching that man. I said, this guy's nuts. He's ridiculous. And he was sitting there and he pulled his hand back, by the way. He said, ooh. He said, he got me. And uh, he said, he talked about how many times he'd been bit and all this. And it was a badge of honor. But when something is docile, listen, it is dangerous but it has become manageable it is dangerous and deadly if Big Al got a hold of that crazy man let me tell you he would not stop munching on him and say oh this is a guy feeding me chicken This is a guy. No, no. He'd say, this here's a man been antagonizing me for however many years. And I'm going to pay him back. He's going to be lunch today. Come on, somebody. How many times have we read the story of tigers and lions who were deemed docile? And they were trained, so to speak. And they were tamed. And their owners and their trainers get in the cage. And that lion or that tiger or that alligator, whatever the case might be would turn on them because there comes a point when you're dealing with something deadly when you're dealing with something that can get a hold of you and destroy you where in our minds we think but I'm managing it oh I pray somebody would hear me tonight by way of the Holy Ghost you see this damsel the term damsel given because she was just a young girl but you see as the men had went to prayer as they had been preaching and proclaiming the gospel oh there was a stirring kind of like Big Al out there in the pond that old devil began to stir himself this young lady was there and here's what was happening she was used by a spirit not a godly spirit it was a demonic spirit that she was soothsaying she would tell fortunes and futures and she was getting money for her masters. I want you to listen to this. Here she was in bondage to that spirit and in bondage to those men. You see with the devil there's never liberty. There's perceived gain. There's perceived freedom. But this young woman was bound. And the Bible says she was there following them around. She did not come out running like the man of the gatherings, She didn't come out drooling at the mouth. She wasn't running around naked and sleeping in the tombs. She wasn't busting chains asunder. She was a quiet, simple, little damsel, a young teenage girl. And some would say, what's the harm? That devil is docile. Oh, I know we shouldn't play with it. I know that we shouldn't entertain it. But yet, it seems manageable. I hope you hear what your pastor's saying tonight. There are too many times that we treat things of the enemy that it's manageable. I can manage this. I can tolerate this. I can put up with this. I can handle this. We come to a place as to where even in our church. I want you to notice that for the sake of. And I'll pick on the church for a little bit. I'll pick on us preachers for a little bit. There are times that for the sake of gain that for the sake of packing pews, that for the sake of offering plates running over with dollars, that for the sake that we will entertain devils and we will manage them and we will say it's not that bad, but the devil's running rampant in the church, running rampant in our homes. I want you to understand tonight, we look at some things and say, and I've heard some people defend themselves and say, well it's harmless it ain't hurting anybody you ain't got to be so radical when did we get so passive with the enemy you're not helping me but nonetheless I'm going to preach tonight when did we get so passive with the enemy when did we start believing that I can manage him I can tolerate him. I can tame him. It's not going to happen. If that's what you believe and that's what you're permitting in your life, then you, my friend, will get devoured in the end preachers and pulpits and churches that will just do anything, make any compromise amen, to draw a crowd, to do anything amen, in order for it to seem like there's something spiritual going on. The Bible says, and some might argue and say well how was this a devil when she was proclaiming truth the Bible even says this, James 2 and 19 thou believest that there is one God, thou do us well, but it says, even the devils also believe and tremble. Oh, that devil in her knew the truth, knew that they were men of God, knew that they were preaching the truth. The Bible says that as she was doing this, listen, it is disheartening what we will do to be entertained. It is disheartening what we will accept and how we think the devil is easily managed, that surely our children won't be victim. Surely our church will not be victim. But we find that as the men had set out to pray, as they had been preaching the gospel, let me say as there had been movement and advancement in the kingdom of God, that devil began to stir That devil began to show himself. That devil for many days followed after Paul and the disciples. And followed after them. And began to lift its voice. And began to do all of this. And for some days it was tolerated. For some days, if you will, it was treated as docile. But thank God for a man that had discernment. Thank God for a man that had discernment. Can I say tonight, if there is a gift of the Spirit that needs to be reestablished in the church again, it's the gift of discernment. The gift of discernment. It's alarming the rate at which people will gobble up a lie. At which people will attach themselves to someone or a doctrine a personality in a pulpit an idea because it seems exciting because it seems fun because it comes across as spiritual because it comes I had a pastor friend uh, an evangelist friend of mine who was preaching in a church and in this particular church where he was invited He said from the first night of revival, he said something did not seem right. Something did not set well in his spirit. He didn't know what he was contending with. And he said he just began to pray and began to seek the Lord. Brother Pickens, the second night of revival, as he began to preach, he said the anointing was very strong on him. And he was preaching the word. And he said, a woman fell out of her pew. And she began, he said, like a snake, she slithered on her belly up the aisle. And he said, immediately I stood. And he said, I called for elders and said, we're going to rebuke the devil. Cast the devil out of this woman. Her husband jumped up out of the pew. And he said, that ain't the devil. He said, that's the Holy Ghost. And that's how the Holy Ghost moves on her. And he got defensive and mad. Oh, but you could tell. That preacher said, you could tell the enemy was just all over. And that husband picked her up and took her out of the church. And the pastor came and he said, we have needed some deliverance in this area. Said that couple have monopolized every service. When the spirit gets moving, that spirit operates and it gets a hold of her and they claim that it's godly they claim that it's spiritual I want to tell you the devil he can sing the hymn book the devil can quote the bible the devil he can shake and he can shout and he can spit and he can dance and he can put on a campaign and the devil can preach a revival but I'm telling you church we need discernment once again we don't need to put up with foolish and we do not need to tolerate the demonic We do not oh, Understand that a real move of God Will reveal dormant devils It will reveal them Oh, you're quiet That just means I'm preaching the truth Because everybody, we've got to the point Well, I don't want to I don't wanna call I don't wanna shake anything up. What what happens? What happens if I do? because we've spent so much time being polite being kind but i'm going to tell you something that we if we're going to inherit the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force you can't sit around and ask complete and, and pat a cake with the enemy there are some of us that there's been things you come down to this altar and you're getting moments of victory but you go home and you're eat up all over again your mind is consumed it's the same old it's the same old routine over and over there's some it's spirits of fear and anxiety for some it's a spirit of division for some it is a spirit of up to where there's a uh, there is a, an, an opinion I have seen at times and your pastor loves you but I've seen at times a concerning look upon some when the spirit of God begins to move and some treat it like they can dismiss it some can treat it as if it's not important some will say well it's this one up there again and it's that one praying again and it's that one shouting again and it's that one doing this again I'm here to tell you be careful don't let those spirits get a hold of you it'll put a wedge between you and God that opinion, that attitude that is a spirit and it must be dealt with but when the power of God is moving you wonder why your family's been under attack you wonder why your health's been under attack you wonder why Michael there things coming up against you it's because when God is moving in your life the devil cannot stand it and he begins to get disrupted and he wants to try to cause a problem hear me recognize the enemy for what he is you've been praying for your children and they seem more rebellious, more further out more disrespectful than they've ever been You're dealing, I'm not calling your baby a devil. Make this very clear. I'm not calling them that. They might act like it. But I'm not. Pack the U-Haul, Sister Carolyn. (laughs) This might be our last night at victory. Just preach. Thank you, brother. Come on here. Well, I've got this friend and I've got that friend, and I'm trying to win them, and I'm trying to do this, and I'm trying to encourage them. Be careful. There are some associations, friendships, and relationships that do not need to be. Hear me. Hear me. Oh, some would say, Well, you're just a stick in the mud, but I'm gonna tell you this there are some music you should not be listening to. Can I get a little bit more personal? There's some programs you should not be watching, there's some things you shouldn't be involving yourself in, there's some places you shouldn't go. Oh, brother Jake, now you're revealing it. Three years later, you're one of them preachers. No, I'm telling you, for too long we've covered everything with grace. For too long we've made excuses. For too long. We're living like the world. And we're sitting at the enemy's table. And we come in and wonder why there's no power. Why there's no revival. Why there's no spirit. We've got to get back to disrupting devils. Let me say it like this. There are things that you know for you. Just like I know there's things for me. I cannot tolerate it, put up with it. Or indulge in it. Because it will destroy you. But you think, oh, I can tame it. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. Sometimes to keep peace in the home. We'll never lift a voice against loved ones that we know are doing wicked things. We will never speak up. We will never do anything. Because, well, I don't want to upset anybody. I'm not saying you have to be a jerk I'm not saying that you got to act self-righteous that you're better than and I know those are the things that they'll hurl at you they'll throw at you but I will say this there needs to come a point to where we as a church get back to plead the blood cleaning out the house come on here Back in the day, Brother Pickens, they'd have revival, and God would deal with people in that revival. The last night of revival, they'd meet out in the parking lot or in those country churches in the backwoods somewhere, and they would have themselves an old-fashioned burning. Anybody know what that is? And there'd be folks that'd bring things from the house. It could be drug paraphernalia. It could be pornography. It could be things that they shouldn't be involved in, and they'd throw it on that fire. They'd burn it up. Oh, but now we'll tolerate the Preaching for a week We'll deal with conviction for a little bit We'll tuck it back in the closet We think it's docile We think we contain it But may God help us to have discernment once again To say I cannot tolerate it any longer It's time to disrupt the devil Oh, we find that Paul, it says, after many days Again, we don't know how long this was, but this young lady continued. Some would say, well, she's not hurting anything. Well, you know, Paul, she is telling the truth. You know, she is a walking billboard for us. I mean, she's just telling, she's, she's talking about the ministry. She's talking about the Lord. That's a dangerous thing when we think we can slap the name of Christ on anything. And deem it spiritual. Come on here. And deem it spiritual. There are some things that they are not spiritual at all. It is simply Christian entertainment. Whether you like it or not. It is simply a way for somebody to make a buck. And they are appealing brother Andrew to a certain clientele. There's no ministry behind it. There is no spirituality behind it. It's just it is what it is. And we have gotten so hyper-focused on and we have looked at some of these things. Now listen, Brother Jacob is not encouraging for people to walk out of here and you say, well, he wants us to be mean and ugly and have a judgmental spirit. You know that's not my heart. That's not what I'm saying. And after some days, it took Paul a little bit of time, but the Bible says he was grieved. And he turned and he rebuked that devil. Out of that girl. Came a point where brother Chad. He knew I will not tolerate this anymore. He's watching those men line their pockets. They were her masters. Did you notice the term the scripture used? They were her masters. She was used in this spirit of divination. It had a hold on her. And the Bible says Paul rebuked that spirit. And he, that demon was a male. And it says and he left her listen, when we get past thinking the devil is docile and we exercise discernment, can I encourage you church that we need to pray and say, God would you lead me? The Bible says that when Jesus speaking said when the comforter comes, what would he do? He would lead you into what? All truth, all truth. When the disciples said. Tell us about the signs of your coming. The first thing that Jesus said, and you've heard me say this before. It was not famines and pestilence and rumors of war and nation against nation. We often point to those things. But Sister Kara, the first thing Jesus said was, be not deceived. Go back and read it. The book of Matthew. Be not deceived. You know what he went on to say? He said, there will be many who will come in my name. They will say, look, Christ is over there. Look. Gary Christ is over here look he's over there and he says don't listen to it and don't pay him no mind and he went on to say this is the litmus test friends can I tell you tonight is that as we look around in the world and as there's many who say this is of God and that's of God and this is right and that's right and this is holy and that's holy can I say so brother Jacob Everybody's confused and we don't know what to do I'll tell you why We don't know what to do anymore It's because we're not in this book anymore It's because we're not saturating our minds with this And we're not in prayer You're listening to the self-help guru And you're listening to this one and that one And you're following that Facebook page And you're following that Instagram And you're online members of that church And you're doing this thing and that thing Friends, can I tell you the best thing you can do Is disrupt hell Disrupt the devil Shake the dust off the Bible get in the Word of God if you want to know truth it's right here it's right here but we are so quick to buy into the truth of what others say we'll hang our hat on it docile tame devils but we need discernment discernment will cause us to a point of action Discernment will cause us to a point to where we recognize and call the devil out. Did you know tonight that you will never defeat that which you will not define? Come on here. You will not defeat that which you do not define. There are some things as you go to God in prayer, as you go into that prayer closet as you get in that wa- that altar to battle there are some things you say well god god knows what i'm struggling with and god knows what it is but there are some things that you just need to call out and lay it on that altar somebody needs to say lord i'm bitter somebody needs to say lord i'm a backbiter Lord, I'm a gossip. Lord, I have a bad attitude. Lord, I've got a lustful spirit. Lord, I've got this and I've got that. Lord, I'm a liar. I exaggerate that. Oh, but Brother Jacob, we don't want to say that stuff. I mean, nobody think I'm spiritual. What would God think? God already knows what's going on. But why don't you call that devil out? Why don't you get it under the blood? Why don't you say, God, do something disrespectful? of in my life so that I would be all that you would call me to be. (laughs) Disruption. The Bible says, after all of this, that the town gather (laughs) around. Paul, you're our hero you. Uh-uh. Paul, we want to build a church after you, and we want you to be the bishop of the church. We want to be your disciples. Uh-uh. Oh, no, when you disrupt devils. Hear me. The Bible says the magistrates, the leadership of that city are brought in, and those men who were masters of that young lady Laid accusation against them. Does that surprise you? Because the Bible says, Brother Mansfield, that he is the accuser of the brethren. He's a liar. And the father of all lies. And he said, these men, they exceedingly trouble our city. They're preaching and teaching things that ought not be traditions and doctrines that are that are not that are not for us to be observing as Romans they are teaching these things of the Jews they're preaching this Jesus they're doing all of these things and the Bible says that those boys lined them up and laced them open as they applied the stripes to their back you disrupt devils he's gonna be mad he's gonna fight He's going to try to hinder the work. Listen, I'm not just excited about what God is doing in victory, I'm excited about what God's wanting to do through victory. And as a result of that, church, you hear me, we're going to be called upon to disrupt devils, devils that have been lying, devils that have not been dealt with, devils that we're not discerning. And ask God to help us, amen, in this fight. Because souls are at stake. Did you know if you read the remainder of that story? That after they received their stripes, Brother Jerry, the Bible says that they cast them into prison. There was another man who was with Paul that you might remember his name. Brother Chad, his name was Silas. And the Bible says, as a result of that, that Paul and Silas were put in the prison. In the inner prison. And they were shackled to the wall. And Sister Sylvia, while they were there in that city, disrupting devils. While they were in that city and discernment was used When that devil was trying to work and disrupt And though they were there and their backs were open and bleeding But Brother Gary, oh they they thought we'll put them in the prison We'll shut them up, we'll never hear from them again But that disrupted devil was disillusioned Because Paul and Silas sat in that prison And the Bible says at midnight they began to sing praises They began to worship And the Bible said that God visited that jailhouse And the great earthquake began to shake it Their chains were loosed And the chief guard, the chief and the head of security Runs in and sees that they are loosed And that jail cells are open He was ready to kill himself He thought this is the end of my life And Paul goes in and says, do yourself no harm, we're all still here. And that man goes and he asks the question, Brother Gary, and he says, what must I do to be saved? I want to tell you, you want to know why you're fighting devils? Because some of you are on the precipice, on the cusp of the miraculous happening in your families for loved ones being saved and prodigals coming home and miracles in your body and testimonies of what God's going to do because in one minute they're disrupting devils and the next minute they thought that devil thought he shut him up in the prison but they could not take their praise away and they could not stop almighty God and the Bible says not just the jailer but sister Jerry they went on down to the jailer's house and they began to preach to his family and brother Tobin not just the jailer but his whole house was born again know what else they did when that devil's disrupted some who are perceived enemy God turns them into a blessing they took that water and those rags and they began to apply a healing touch to the stripes that was put on Paul and Silas's back friends I'm going to tell you I think it's time to trouble our city I think it's time to disrupt some dormant devil some of you this week sister Carolyn if you'd come hear me some of you this week you face the devil some of you this week he has tormented your mind he has battled you in body he has showed up in actions of loved ones there are some of you you haven't slept at night You've wrestled with emotion. There's been things going on. And you would say, Brother Jacob, I don't quite understand why all this turmoil. Because, Brother Tobin, when God is moving, when people will set to pray, when people will be in the altars, Sister Carmen, when people will allow God to move, it disrupts the devil. And he doesn't set still, Sister Rivier, Oh, he'll fight. He'll wage war. He'll roar at you. He'll try his best to intimidate you. But I'm glad tonight that we have been made overcomers. I'm glad tonight, Sister Wanda, he's equipped us with all that we need to be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand Brother the calming. I wonder if in this house tonight there's some folks who had said, Yes, I've confronted hell. Yes, I've battled emotions. I've battled things in my mind. There's things coming against me. There's some things that showed up at your house. There's some things that's going on at your job. There's some things that are taking place. And you'd say, Brother Jake, I'm just trying to put my mind around it. Can I just say, be exceedingly glad that some devils are being disrupted. Can we stand all over this house? Would you right now, would you lift your hands to heaven? And would you begin to thank God for his help, for his power? Would you begin to worship him tonight that he is an ever-present help in the time of trouble? Would you begin to right now give him praise because power in heaven and earth, it belongs unto us. Oh, he has given us that power. Oh, he has given us the ability To disrupt, to discern, to cast out. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil. And he will flee. Oh, we find tonight that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. Come on church, lift your voice. Come on church, won't you begin to worship. Father, we give you praise right now. Lord, we give you glory. Lord, even now, battles that rage and minds that are attacked and spirits that are overwhelmed. Father, I pray tonight, Lord, give us boldness once again. Lord, not to tolerate but to cast out, to tear down. Oh, that spirit Oh, those devils that will do their best to distract, to destroy, to detour. Father, I pray tonight, I thank you tonight that through you we're overcomers. Through you there is help. Through you, Lord, there's victory. With every eye closed, with every heart reverent before the Lord. Tonight, I don't know, I don't know what it is that your struggle might be. I don't know what things it is you're fighting, what emotions, what thoughts, what rolls around inside of your mind, your spirit. I don't know what goes on in the day to day in the battles that ensue or maybe what's happening right now in your family, on your job, things that are coming against you. But I do know there is a devil that is disrupted, that is disturbed. He is not happy. He is looking to fight. He is looking to wage war. But we do not have to be dismayed or disheartened. The Lord's with us. The Lord to help us. The Lord to help you. Tonight, I pray that as you come to this altar, that in confidence and in clarity, there are some things that when you lay it down at this altar tonight, you need to be willing to call that devil out. You need to be willing to call that thing out that's hindering you, that's disrupting you to identify it, to define it, and say, Lord, if I'm going to have deliverance, I'm going to have to deal with this thing. I cannot tame it. I cannot manage it. It is not docile. But, Lord, give me discernment. Help me to see. Help me to be tender and sensitive. Lead me into truth. Tonight, my heart's heavy for some that are involved in the same cycles, the same scenarios, the same situations that bring you down each and every time. And tonight, I believe God wants to deliver. I believe He wants to help you. I believe He wants to strengthen you. I'm going to quit trying to tame it. I'm going to quit trying to deal with it and put it off. But, Lord, I'm laying it at your feet. Lord, I'm going to go back to the Word of God, to the prayer closet. going to lean upon your power, your strength, to contend with the enemy. I know I can't myself, but through you and by you I'm able. Tonight, if that's you, you don't have to come and tell me anything. But if that's you, I want you to come right now. Find yourself a place at this altar. Won't you tonight, won't you lay some things down? Well, don't you tonight, there's some things that might need to be confessed. There's some things that cannot afford to be tolerated any longer. You cannot tame it. You cannot control it. You cannot put it off. It will destroy you. It will turn on you. Oh, we cannot empathize with it. And we cannot try to spiritualize some things. But God, tonight, would you challenge us? Would you speak to us? Lord, would you help us tonight? Oh, don't leave this place, church. Don't leave this place, church. Don't leave here tonight without giving God opportunity. Oh, don't you play games. Don't you tonight sit around and wonder. Don't you tonight say, well, another time, another place, another service. But tonight, the the Lord is wanting to help you. Tonight, the Lord is wanting to give you victory. Tonight, the Lord is wanting to bring clarity to you. Oh, tonight, the Lord is wanting to help, to encourage, to deliver, to strengthen. Oh, to set free. Oh, you're not taming that thing, but it's a a master to you. It's pulling on you. Oh, God, would you help us tonight? God.